Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Well, welcome, welcome, and happy Monday. We are starting a beautiful day in Washington, D.C. area. Just got back from Outer Banks, and what a lovely drive that was. So uh, how are you, Andrea? I am absolutely wonderful. We have some pretty exciting things going on in the world with it being a National Day of Joy this what? week. So I know it's super exciting. Uh, so we've been. Uh, we got to tell Barry Shore time. about this because he this for, <laughs> he's an ambassador of joy. Why wouldn't he want to be part of this? He is an ambassador of joy and he's busy doing his own webinar the whole week. He's got different programs going on every day, um, sharing some love. We'll be putting that link up for all of you. That was one of the things that I wanted to cover today. So perfect segue to that, Ken. What a great way to do that. And he has so a nice little group that we're going to give a link to as well. We he does he has the um, uh, well we gotta keep joy, it a secret yeah we're gonna yeah but, but we his, have some yeah. free with their skin contest if you use the link you get access to the contest free <laughs> money do you do free fun <laughs> things coming all the way around it'll be super fun I'm super excited about it and with uh, National Day of Joy I, well okay Ken you just came home from vacation so how is vacation speaking of joy getting to spend so much time with your son. Well, I'll tell you, Kenny asked me how many sand pebbles there were on Outer Banks Beach, and I only made it probably maybe a half mile in five days, so I don't even know. But <laughs> so, are you, how, what, so what number did you get up to in counting? Actually, about 268,343. Well, uh, you know, he's going to be a very smart seven-year-old. Well, I told that. him since it's about 20%, just multiply it by five, and we're going to be pretty close to the right answer. <laughs> Yeah, for every inch, let's add that times <laughs> to the nth degree. I actually wrote a poem about sand when I was a young girl. Uh, so because there's so many people, if you think about the population of the world and sand, how many people that we can affect with smiles in the world, if we uh, think about how uh, the ocean affects the sand, well, I think that we have a, a really positive wave happening here. And we have a really excellent wave happening because of our guest today. But before we get there, we also wanted to let people know that we're going to be on Mindplore this week with Giggle Fest University as the host with Carla Reichman. Ken, you've had the pleasure of being on Mindplore. Tell us your experience for that. High talent, high intellectual thought leaders, really great conversations, and really great questions from Carla. Carla is the master host with the best questions to really get the mind going. She has an amazingly fun laugh, too. I, I can't even mimic her laugh. It's really deep and chuckly. I just... <laughs> it, is, it is the laugh that is unique and cannot be duplicated. So today, um, Barry Shore and I will be re representing the Keep Smiling movement on Mindfloor. Uh, tomorrow, um, it may be all three of us, uh, including Ken. And then on... Ooh, it says my internet is unstable. So if you're watching this, please give it some love. Give it yeah, some uh, it was, energy. It was love. breaking up a little bit. 
And if you are uh, going to be around on Thursday, we're going to be on Mindplore again. I guess uh, this is a panel of people from all over the world talking about how we can bring joy as a unity to the world um, to really have people uh, be accelerated and how they feel in their life and how they can bring smiles to their faces. Super exciting. And uh, this week, um, one of the other panelists will be Hannah... Vander Hayden. She is in charge of Joy Fest and uh, Joy Fest. So she, we'll be having her on the program at a later date. And we'll be um, Friday night, she's having an event. So we'll be posting about that on uh, the Keep Smiling um, ambassador page, the Keep Smiling ambassador page. And also, we'll be doing a meditation evening where we'll be having a full happiness and meditation uh, program for everybody. Everybody, it's public's invited. And we have really great things happening there. So, Ken, you have been amplifying the world all while you've been on vacation. So, hmm. look at that. <laughs> Why don't you talk about the other shows? Terry's got a, a couple shows this week. Yes. The, tr the trilogy is finally complete. I mean, everyone that is done with The Hobbit and all those other very serious <laughs> long books, the, uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, this is the time to move over to Terry's uh, show because the trilogy so will be complete. He's talking about Terry Angel. Terry Angel uh, had Ken on uh, two weeks ago, had me on last week. We both flip-flopped for the Gratitude Hour and for Angel Heart Network. And tonight, Ken and I are both going to be on Angel Heart Network talking about how you can attach your heart and your soul to your passion so that you're, um, when you combine in your passion with a philanthropic movement, um, how you can expand that happiness and joy and reach larger people, um, not larger in size, but a larger audience of people. Well, I know them too. You can reach, <laughs> you can reach smaller people and larger people. Yeah. Any, any way. And younger height. people. Yeah. Younger people, older people. Bald, non-bald. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ken's going to represent the bald. I'll represent those with medium length hair. <laughs> and, and today and, is Media Monday. That's important because our Media Monday are on our ambassador uh, page on Facebook, Key Smiling Ambassador page, you get the opportunity to share other shows that are bringing you joy, bringing smiles, bringing positivity to the world. And it was so cool because our guest has been shared with me by multiple people in our ambassador group that said, you've got to connect with Michael Ray. And they started shouting at me and I go, I know, I know. And so I reached out to Michael Ray this morning. I said, you know what? You should be on our show. <laughs> and he said, hey, guess what? <laughs> I'm going to be on in just a little bit here. Uh, so uh, speaking of that, we should go ahead and have him on. Um, we do. Oh, tomorrow will be Gratitude Hour with Terry Angel with both Ken and I talking about how uh, as a team, when people bring a team together for gratitude, because um, that brings a different height and level of how you expand things in the world is when you work together as a team. So we'll be addressing that and um, that. That is um, for Angel Network as well. So that'll be super fun. But the gratitude hour. And we have two guests today. Yes, Michael Ray and his daughter, Maddie Ray. And let me bring them in officially here. So Michael Ray is the founder of Smile Project Louisville, an organization created to affect attitude and behaviors through smiling with strangers. As the oldest of seven, Michael has seen life take many a twist and turn. And after 20 years in a tumultuous mortgage industry, after the death of a child and the challenges of having a nonverbal special needs daughter, 
and a divorce, this father of four acted on a once dreamt desire of inspiring others through small acts. This leap of faith has since turned into the Smile Project Louisville. And today you can find Michael's daily encounters with total strangers on several social media platforms with active followers all over the world. He's been on numerous podcasts, news stories, radio stations, and has recently ventured into public speaking. And we're talking to him about how he should probably have his own book because he's got some beautiful, beautiful stories. And I'm so glad to have met you through LinkedIn. So talking about the power of social media, media. Michael Ray, I am now inviting you to and Maddie. come back on with us and Maddie uh, to come back on with us. So there they are coming. Yay. Here they come. Sometimes All right, they are push totally them. Ah, there they are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at that girl. Huh? <laughs> What's How up, kids? Good morning. Well, I am so excited. You know, uh, I'm just guessing, but Maddie is one of the biggest reasons that you're on the show. Well, most certainly I would not be here if it wasn't for, for her influence and in how I evolved as a father. Yes. Um, I laugh about it now, but she saved my life. <laughs> so, I mean. Well, that's pretty cool. You know, we got a lot of questions and um, what Andrea was alluding to about you having a book is there's a lot of people that need hope in this world. A lot of people need a dose of hope. They need uh, to know that um, no matter what their circumstances are, that they can get out of it. They can uh, either find God or they can find happiness or they can find spirituality. They can find something that's going to give them purpose and make them matter in the world. And I loved watching your news program. And I know that you're going to be speaking for Maddie for the show. And I want to ask you, I guess, let's start off with who you are where you were born and what your life was like before you became a father, just so people kind of get an idea of yeah. you, you as a person. So I was uh, born in Loyola, Kentucky, um, lived here for about six years. My father was a career FBI agent. So when he got done with the Academy in the mid seventies, uh, his first agent assignment was Cleveland, Ohio. So as a young kid, we left Louisville, went up to uh, what my father always said, the mistake on the lake. Um, and, and changed in a little bit of Southern hospitality here for, um, the brutal winters of Cleveland, Ohio, but uh, I was the oldest of seven kids. So I was raised in an environment, um, especially being the oldest, you know, my father, um, instilled in me, you know, a, a sense of an amazing work ethic and probably was one of the most honest and, you know, as far as integrity, human beings that I've ever been around. Um, and I often tell people when I talk about my father in the FBI, you know, he worked for the FBI at a much different time, but, um, chose, um, to go away to school. And it was a kind of a beautiful thing because I wanted to go away, but yet be close to home. So I came back to Louisville because I had a very close relationship with my grandparents. So the opportunity to leave Cleveland, but yet still be close to family. Family meant so much to me. So coming back to Louisville, I had my entire extended family that lived in the area, not even knowing that, you know, my, my graduation from the University of Louisville in the early 90s would collide with my father's opportunity to finish the latter part of his career back in Louisville. So my parents and four of my other siblings moved back to Louisville to stay. They were in college up there. So I still have family in Cleveland, but so I've been back to Louisville now um, for the better part of 30 years, even though really almost my entire childhood was formed in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. Uh, the design, the logo that is very prevalent in the background and also even comes out in the front of your shirt sometimes. Uh, let's talk about that for a second. What does that say? 
So, so basically, um, it came from my two daughters. So I'm, I'm the father of four. I have daughters that are now 19 and 23. And I was probably about six weeks in into doing what I was doing. When I kind of launched it. And I was like, okay, I now need a logo. <laughs> so, so back then, my daughter was 17. So it's funny how these things evolve too. So my 17-year-old daughter kind of ran with it. But yet then... When my then 21-year-old daughter, who was an advertising and creative design major at Western Kentucky, saw what, you know, my daughter Lucy had actually created, she kind of took it a step further. (laughs) It was a beautiful moment, you know, again, when you creatively get together. But it was kind of, you know, the thought process was it was smiling, but always kind of looking up, looking up as far as creating positivity and and, and, and looking up in the world. So that's kind of where it came from. It's truly, I, I really had very little creative input and it was the beauty in, in creative design of my two daughters. Now I see Louisville obviously as part of that because that's where you live. Are you envisioning this being a smile project, different cities? So it's funny because when I first created it, you know, when you don't think big, You know, it was, of course, it was all about smiling. And then I actually struggled a little bit over the name because I, you know, for me, projects, sometimes people think, well, is there a, you know, a beginning and an end? And there wasn't, there wasn't about creating any type of finality. So I struggled over that word and I briefly struggled over Louisville because it was only one of those things going, wow, what, what if this thing got bigger than Louisville? What are we going to do? (laughs) (laughs) Right? What are we going to do as it? as it relates to, you know, to Louisville, Kentucky. Um, But you know what, honestly, I rolled with it. It, it, You know, in that moment, it it had nothing to do with it. It was really more about creating the change we wanted to see in the world again. But then when you fast forward to about six months ago, okay, you know, now we are having those conversations as how does it resonate, um, you know, beyond our city, but we're not there yet. I think we may be again. It's still just about doing well, all you, you the amazing be. work. Who cares on some level what it's called? You know, so exactly. And by the way, uh, it's it's a name substitution, and it's a, and it's you can add, add anything you want to to a project that's successful in one area. So that's easy. Yeah. I will tell you, I was uh, two two little trivia fact. Well, it's one trivia fact and one I guess emotional vulnerable statement. So a trivia fact is you happen to live in my favorite state in the United States of America. And no kidding. the emotional wow. vulnerable part is I was a little sad when I didn't see my favorite state as the key. I wanted to say smile project, Ken. Tucky. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, man. Feel that you would have been perfect. <laughs> so I think that your uh, smile project is going to get some acceleration and certainly some partnership because we couldn't be happier about a project that's actually helping strangers uh, with smiles. And obviously our book is designed to tell those stories. And I, uh, I can't, I, I'm so excited that COVID is kind of coming to an end at least that people can fly and get to city to city. And so I think I have a flight that I need to schedule and charter to Louisville to meet some of these strangers. And we have a little key smiling mixer so you can actually honor them in a book to help actually thank them for supporting your project. And also uh, just the fact that each of them made a difference. Yeah, it, it's amazing. And if you don't get here before 
the end of July, first part of August, we're actually looking and, and actively planning right now to do some things on the road with the momentum we've created. And it's funny, we're actually going to start on the East Coast and we're right. going to start literally in the Baltimore, D.C. area. You're kidding me. And then, no, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's God's honest truth. And, and literally, it should be mapped out and kind of planned out this week. Um, okay, so was it's that, kind of, is one that of your things. way of apologizing for the Ken Tucky <laughs> <That's right. Opa? laughs> Well, we are happy to have you here, and I will give you uh, quite the gateway. This is obviously where I had to start my, my Louisville uh, before we went national. So this will be pretty easy for us to make some a big splash here. Yeah, you know, again, I mean, for me, social media has given me the ability to build relationships nationally and globally. So it just made sense with what I'd kind of built on the East Coast that we're going to start in your area and then we're going to roll up to, you know, Philly, New York City and Boston over about a about a seven, eight day stretch and kind of give the world a glimpse of what we do and invite people to kind of go with us as we we spread um, smiles, love and kindness, baby. <laughs> I see a road trip here. I see a road trip here. This is going to be awesome. Well, Michael, that sounds so much fun. That sounds so great. So um, let's back up a smidge because life has not always been easy and great and a beautiful mindset that you had to create, obviously, at some point. Of course. So there are people that are suffering, depressed, uh, giving up hope. And I know that you make a big difference in their life when you go, come over and uh, give them a smile and talk to them about the Smile Project. But can you vulnerably share as you wish um, how tough life was as much as you want to share, just so people know yeah. this was not just a, you know, a rainbow, yellow, yellow brick road. Everything was happy. Go lucky. And, and Michael, when you do this, cause I know a little bit of your backstory, kind of chunk it up, like talk about one part and then we'll do some back and forth and then another segment of that. So people can have a chance to be in the conversation with us. Yeah. So maybe yeah, come back to us every three minutes or so, just so we can maybe ask a question about that one part. All right. Yeah. I mean, I often say, you know, of course I'm here today for what I've done, but I wouldn't be here without her. So, but I do vividly remember, um, you know, when she was born in 99, um, openly weeping, um, you know, by myself in the hospital room, literally probably not even 15, 20 minutes after she was born because I was trying to process more than anything the fear of the unknown and how I kind of had a perfect life to that point. Already had one daughter, had a great job, you know, great marriage. And then all of a sudden, suddenly, literally within the blink of an eye, because we didn't know, life had changed. Um, so a lot of that is the fear um, that we consume ourselves with and I consume myself with in my mind. And, and it, it truly took me almost a month um, to try to fully come to the reality of, okay, it's going to be okay. But then how do we just manage it as being, as being parents? Um, you know, then you, you fast forward a little bit. Um, I will say, you know, again, you mentioned the mortgage industry. I was really on top of the world, but for me, you know, when you talk about those elements of joy and happiness, I was probably so much more empty in that part of my life because what defined those elements were radically different, you know, and I think we chase things until I had my next reset. Um, and that is I lost the son. 
And I think for me, the battle became different because I had three daughters. Um, you know, you're in a How marriage. Old your son? So he was three months old. And what made it hard for me to process it is that was the joy around, you know, having three daughters. You go five years as, as a husband and wife. You don't know if you want to have more kids. Then you decide to have more kids. And then when you then find out you're pregnant and then going, all right, God, you know, give me that son, baby. But then first, we actually found out we were having twins before we knew the sex. And it was like, oh, no, you know. This is more than we bargained for. Now we're going from three to five. But then when I found out I was having twin boys, it was all of those amazing emotions running through a father's mind. Of, and truly, I kept seeing, you know, people going, oh, my God, there's those rape boys again. So you then have twins and then you find out they're identical twin boys. And then three months into that, um, we lose one. So. I think the hard part, so we didn't know until the autopsy was done. He had a condition called multi-cystic encephalopathy, which are cysts that are created late term in utero. They don't know a whole lot about it. And basically, um, he seized and it, it killed him instantly. Um, to make matters worse, he died on my ex-wife's birthday. Hmm. So, you know, we had constant reminders and the challenge I think, you know, twofold for me was I had a constant reminder because I had an identical twin son. So I always had this reminder of, of what he would have been like too. And then he passed away in the house. So that manifested itself, you know, over years in a marriage in which your spouse wants to leave, but you don't want to leave because your son passed away in the house. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's, it was a lot to process. And then at the same time, um, the mortgage industry started to, as I laugh about it now, take a big dump <laughs> you know, <laughs> on the free world. And that was, you know, really that corridor of 2007 through 2010, where, you know, the entire was kind of on the leading edge, the entire country, um, you know, went through, you know, through a recession and I was stuck in the middle of it. So, you know, you go through all of those things you process as losing a son and then it carries over into the marriage because it's the entire financial piece. Um, You know, not really making systemic and wholesale changes in your life. So therefore you run through your life savings and you find yourself truly on the brink of foreclosure and bankruptcy, Mm -hmm. you know, um, how about your uh, ex-wife at this point? Is she part of the Smile Project or is she? So she isn't, but she's highly supportive. She's highly supportive because the one thing, obviously, when you have a nonverbal special needs child, and I do sing her praises, you know, thankfully, we do get along. We get along as it relates to co-parenting for our children. So she's actively involved in Maddie's life. Um, and, you know, anybody who goes through those struggles of divorce I often say, find some place, especially if you have children. I understand you may have fallen out of love and that relationship and marriage didn't work, but find a place where you can co-parent. And, and I am blessed to say we have. We, we have found that place and have for years. So she is supportive of, from a parenting side, 
and knowing what joy and happiness Maddie has brought to the world, you know, again, that co-parenting piece allows me, you know, even though the court says, hey, look, you can have X number of days, I get far more than what the court says. And again, that's the blessing of getting along, mm-hmm. you know, with an ex-spouse. So, so it's the relationship that still exists as a parent, you know. Beautiful. Which every parent, if your marriage doesn't work, needs to find a place. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, I think we're going to break pretty soon. Let me see if uh, Andrea gives me kind of a cue, Arn, because I want to have a very in-depth conversation about the project, too. I don't want to start it if we're going to break in a minute or two. How, how are we looking at time? Yeah, we, we have about two minutes before break. So um, so maybe we should just go ahead and uh, break to sponsors. So I'll do that now. Uh, we definitely do want to thank our sponsors as we're growing, expanding in the world. Of course, that's a Voice America influencer channel. Uh, thank you so much for um, helping us spread the word of what we're doing with Amplified with Ken Rashawn. And um, also to the Umbrella Syndicate. And for Big Events USA, and we're having big events, both virtually and live is coming back. Uh, I've been uh, seeing things being booked all over the world, so that's exciting news. And the Red Carpet Connection. <laughs> I forgot well, what I was also, saying there. Also, we have the Smile Project, Louisville, as a sponsor. <laughs> And I believe, I believe Maddie, I believe Maddie is actually sponsoring the show. So Maddie, thank you for helping sponsor this show. That's awesome. Well, you guys are six guys. I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah, Maddie, that is, you got a beautiful smile. I can't wait to put you in a couple books. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Right. Say thank you. huh? So we're going to come back to break and see your beautiful smile. And then we're going to talk a lot about the smile project and how we can help support you and support the tour. And Michael, I am so excited about where this conversation is going to take us. This is our live conversation, but I, I really understand what you're doing and how we can actually help support it. Thank you. Awesome. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash the Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 
480-486-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Influencers lead, but on Twitter, they also follow. Check out what the influencers are saying and talk back to us with your great ideas. Follow the Voice America Influencers channel on Twitter at VA Influencers. That's at VA Influencers and join in. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Wow, I think uh, that recording has gone its day. I think... uh, the email is incorrect, and I think the warbly and all that stuff. So I think it's time to get a new dance tune or even just have the dance tune actually complete itself. But uh, we are back. This is Ken Rashawn and Voice America Amplified. And uh, we are so happy that Voice America is our platform. They have been with us for four years, have watched us go through the, the novelty of building a platform into the superstardom of attracting people like Michael Ray, who is leading with his heart, being a leader that uh, loves making an impact.
impact in the world. And how lucky are we to have him on the show? And also to have him share his vision, his dream live, because this is something that you, you sometimes don't get to do because later when you talk to someone, they go, oh, I wish I'd talked to you a couple months ago. We just did this tour. That would have been great to do together. <laughs> so I'm really happy, Michael, that the, the timing is you, you said something very profound during the break. So uh, why don't you ask the question also tell why you asked that question? Uh, you know, when you talked about it, I often believe, not often, I firmly believe in every case, it's God connecting the dots. It's no different than when this started and I went through a drive through Every time someone is introduced to me and I leave the program, I literally look up and go, thank you, because another dot was connected. That's God working in your life. It is simply amazing. He's always talking to you. You just got to listen, baby. <laughs> That's right. So uh, we were talking about this, uh, this tour and, you know, you just mentioned about that drive-in. So tell, tell us what was happening that day that was so tough and why that, uh, why that lady made such a difference. And are you still in touch with her? Um, you know what? I am not. I have tried to connect with her uh, multiple times, but she has moved from the city. Mm -hmm. And I think the day was hard for me because I had got out of the mortgage industry for a few years and I swore it off and I got back in and I was working with a very close friend of 20 years and I knew it wasn't working. And I knew that us not working together and me losing my job was imminent. So as we all do through <laughs> the course of our daily lives, I needed lunch and I rolled from the office and again, I was in a horrible mood and I I chose Wendy's because I love their large chili. So I, I mean, who know, doesn't, Michael? Michael, right. who doesn't? <laughs> right, right. So as I'm rolling through there, of course, you know, our our minds are a lot of times are just caring. Minds and hearts are caring so much. And so I rolled through. It was as we always do, no matter where we roll through a drive-through. It was that thirty-second interaction with a stranger that had me laughing and smiling. But yet when I left, I had to pull over. And that's when I had the moment in which I started crying. And I literally said, God, what are you trying to tell me here? You know, so um, it took the better part of five minutes. And then I wanted to get out of my car. I often laugh about it now and say, I'm the creepy dude who got out of the car and walked back up to the drive-thru. I waited for a couple of cars to pass. But you know, if you ever do that, you know, what goes through the person's mind that's on the other side is, sir, what's wrong? Right. And that was what was beautiful about the moment was, was that there was nothing wrong. And I said, I just wanted to thank you for how uplifting and you made me feel. And she's like, oh, you know, so we probably talked for about 30 seconds and I Said, I want to remember this because of what you did for me. And I asked to take my picture with her and she obliged. And we took a picture smiling together. And of course there was nowhere near any sense, you know, of, of a small project, nothing. Um, until I literally went home that night and had to kind of process, you know, still what took place. And then I found myself a couple of days later in the gym and I ran up on a 14-year-old little boy with Down syndrome. Mm. And then I asked to take a picture with him. And I really, at that point, kind of knew what was happening was that 
I needed the social interaction and the smile just as much as the person I was taking a picture with. And then, of course, over the next few weeks, there's just more random pictures with people. And I always felt like in that moment, I always wanted to learn something quickly about them. So when I chose to share the picture with social media, I could show whoever would be watching it in that moment that, look, we could smile with strangers and have a beautiful moment, regardless of who you were, what you looked like. It was nothing. You know, and then I guess we were about a month in that it was like, all right, I've taken, I don't know, 15, 20 pictures. What, what am I doing? You know, <laughs> what, what am I creating at that point? And that's when we started coming up with, you know, the name um, at that point. Well, I have no idea what you've seen about the Key Smiling Movement or the books, but you're doing this mimics a lot of what our journey was and why it was so important to connect with strangers. We basically said, Hey, you have a gorgeous smile. Would you mind if we take a picture of you? And we just want to honor you for bringing joy to the world. So it, it, you're talking our language here. And I guess, um, had you not, if Wendy's didn't have chili, you know, this is just not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, brother, it goes back to what I said. It's, you know, things don't happen for a reason. It's God putting you in those moments. Right. You know, and then of course a week later I did lose my job and I, 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 at that point I was like, okay, I'm done with corporate America, but I don't know what I want to do with the rest of my life. I found myself as a 48 year old man going, okay, what am I going to do? I didn't work for a month. And then I made a decision to go drive a car for Lyft and Uber. Nice. But yet again, it's God working because then all of a sudden I found myself encountering total strangers in really then figuring out the ability to smile with all kinds of strangers, whether they lived in the city or, you know, outside of the city and then truly knowing, all right, God, you wanted me to go drive a car 50, 60 hours a week to still put food on the table, but I'm encountering all of these strangers and I'm hearing small snippets of their stories, you know, within five to 10 minutes. And it was truly transforming my life. Well, I want to say that, uh, well, first question is, do you have a website that people can come visit? I do. It's, it's smallprojectlouisville.com. Okay. So we need yeah. to, we need to possibly expand that after this program so that people can <laughs> come to it and say smile project, whatever. And yes. maybe it is smile project, whatever. And you put in whatever. That's kind of cool. If, if that's available, smile project, whatever. <laughs> because then then if i'm from ellicott city i can say hey i want to buy a, a shirt that says smile project ellicott city you got right? it you got it yes and so you might actually have something in this little conversation here that allows you to expand but louisville becomes your heart-centered start you know so that's yeah. that's an idea by itself but um i i want to tell you something that i want to help you with the science of this and the humanity of this because I happen to live near the most dangerous city in the United States, according to the statistics of homicides. Yeah. Uh, we have the highest amount of homicides in the United States. Uh, that's Baltimore city. And we're either number one or number two. I mean, it's not, we don't usually venture down much. It's, further. it's not Chicago. It's, it's one of the, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's and close. so, yeah. you know, it'd be really cool to bring your smile project there. And I would like to show that a smile project transforms a city, not just that transforms a stranger, it transforms a city and a community. So uh, you have my interest at the highest level. It couldn't honestly be any higher. And you want to talk about connecting dots. I mean, you're talking about doing this in weeks, 
I'm here. I'm ready. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll, we'll take this <clears> it really follows suit with what we've been doing already with the keep smiling project. We've done multiple cities um, for um, reaching out and finding people who've been in them. And so it's just a beautiful combination thereof. So I knew that uh, Ken, you'd be really thrilled to meet Michael. And yep. if it's okay, Ken, I'd like to take him on a little a short little tangent here because um, with your daughter, um, one of the things that I've been wanting to do is to make sure that we reach other communities that are verbal, nonverbal, that, and we also are connected with invisible disabilities. And um, there's, you know, often more than what we see when we meet people. So the idea of your daughter being able to step in and have joy and be um, recognized as someone who um, matters whether she's smiling or not smiling or if she's smiling inside, I think really adds a lot to both of our projects. Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh, hardly agree. And we have oh. a gentleman named uh, Ron Monk who is in Baltimore. Uh, starting this campaign as of, I think, end of last year, it's called Social Wiser, and it's how to create social events that actually bring thought leaders and positive people together so they can actually come up with thoughts, but also monies to help uh, cultivate nonprofits that are on a mission to do good for impoverished uh, or depressed or just people that needed some hope. And so it's it's going to be great to bring you into Baltimore. You're going to get a, a huge welcome, but you're your journey up when I hear what it is, I think it, I think we already have books in those three cities that you mentioned before. We have roughly 10 books. So imagine you going into a city where we can connect you to a lot of people that actually jumpstart your project and jumpstart your tour. And the books actually, it's kind of funny, but the books become more complete because of you, Michael, but we obviously help support your tour and and accelerations, everything when you're talking about a mission. Acceleration's everything. Oh, most certainly. <laughs> most certainly. <laughs> you know, you need to hit that gas pedal a little. Give us more gas, baby. <laughs> yeah, so you know what I call that? What's that? I call it SPH. Smi- smiles per hour. Smiles per hour. <laughs> I love it, dude. I'm actually going to use that. I'll give you some street credit. <laughs> you got it, brother. Well, I'll tell you, uh, you having, yeah, that's kind of cool. Having your uh, that logo that you have. And having that that uh, that arrow be how many smiles per hour are you creating with your smile? That's right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, after the program, I, I this is live, so we got to jump on this with GoDaddy as soon as possible. But uh, Smile Project, whatever, or Smile Project, something that allows you to pl- put in something that allows people to say, "Hey, you know what? I live in uh, East Bum. I want a Smile Project East Bum, right? Because you should be able to start that project if you have the template wherever." And it all comes, no, you're right. And it all yeah. comes back to home because uh, uh, otherwise you're playing small and I know you're a big, I know you're playing big. So we just need to allow that to happen at a scalable level. I did. I honestly did not think big until about early January, somebody locally who had followed me on LinkedIn had reached out. And his first question was, you know, how tied are you to Louisville? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, you do realize it's going to go outside of Louisville. And I'm like, well, come on, man, you know, but, but I've, I've obviously it's manifested itself. I've seen it and it is. So those yeah, ideas. But, yeah. Yeah. But Michael, you started smart. You may not have smart, started thinking big, but you thought smart because if you can prove it works in one place, it always will work in another. So you, you did it, you did it the right way. There's nothing yeah. wrong with what you did. I'm just trying to take it to another level because I see that you have the recipe, you have the recipe. So let's take that recipe and share it with the world. Right. 
I love a good chef. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of cookies out there because of some recipes that's, being that's shared. Right. <laughs> hey, Michael, I have a question too, because you you chose LinkedIn as your major platform. So what made you choose LinkedIn over the other other platforms out there? So what's funny is I did not at first. So I fully embraced Facebook. And for probably the first maybe 16, 17 months, it was just growing Facebook because it was growing it locally, organically. Mm-hmm. Right. And I started doing then um, random acts of kindness almost about a year ago to bring people smiles. And then as that had happened for a couple of months, I had a presence on LinkedIn, but it was probably as if it's most of the free world on LinkedIn. It just exists within your industry so somebody last maybe September, October said, dude, people on LinkedIn would love what you're doing. So my journey on LinkedIn really started maybe late last summer, early fall and taking what I had already been doing locally and just sharing it on LinkedIn. And that's when I really saw the explosion. And that's when somebody then can have a conversation with me in January going, well, you do realize this is resonating all over the world. That's beautiful. Right. And that's why I found you is because I have um, the maximum amount of connections on LinkedIn, but my enga- I'm more on Facebook than LinkedIn, but your engagement, like last week you had 519 people respond to one of your posts. That's amazing engagement. Amazing. I, I am truly blown away. And I will tell you at times, you know, look, I think it's hard not to watch the analytics, even though it's not about the analytics, but yet, I dropped a news story this morning at about 8.45, and right before I came on here, I'd already had 10,000 views. Yep. The things that we create and do out there in comparing them to other people that have 10, 20, 30 times the following, I get the engagement because I, I tell people I'm raw, I'm real, I'm original, I'm authentic, I'm transparent, and I engage. Mm-hmm. I love so that. I've built relationships with a lot of these people who have followed me now for months and months and months, it's just more than somebody commenting going, you're awesome. We love what you're doing because we fully are engaging and building relationships. So now I have ambassadors in a lot of places over the country because people had followed me for a long time. So if I choose to go to DC or Philly or New York, Hey, come, we want you here. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I got I got a, a question. Well, not a really question. I, I want to add, give an opportunity for you, Michael, to share a couple of stories because that's the one thing we did not really go deep in is stories of who were some of your favorite experiences when you shared a smile and met a stranger. And as a reminder, we only have about six or seven minutes yeah, left. Yeah, so if, okay. you, if you give a one minute and then another minute, just two really great stories that are just kind of short and we'll, we can expand on them. In so the- I'll give you a couple of really quick ones in which when it came to pictures, I literally would jump into pools. I would jump into, I would go into saunas. I got out of my car at, at lights to smile with people biking. Um, but then when it came to random acts of kindness, I've done some really hard ones. Um, and again, I think it does go back to God putting those people on my heart to reach out to nominate others to where I've gone to bring, bring love and kindness and smiles to people who have lost children. Oh, you took um, all th- those balloons to that one mom whose child had died. I saw that one. 
I, I did. She um, she lost her her daughter um, to a seizure. Um, had epilepsy, and it's called SUDEP, sudden unexpected death. Um, you know, from epilepsy, and you know, doing that or going into a school. Um, I had one earlier this year before COVID, in which um, the teacher was battling um, stage four colon cancer. She was 28 years old. Mm. So you're in the school doing it for her. And then you see these nine and 10 year old kids in this outpouring of love, you know, in the moment. <laughs> um, I had one two weeks ago and 90% of what we do when we go bring smiles through, through a random act of kindness to people, they're mapped out and they're mapped out because people nominate others and they tell us the story and their journey. And in some cases, They've been able to be so positive, even though they're facing some of the gravest circumstances and challenges, you know, in their life. But it was after some of the, the riots and protesting here in Louisville and, and they had crashed through one of the um, grocery stores in the inner city and it was all boarded up, but it just opened back up. And I was doing some work in the inner city with a, a black Catholic priest and another gentleman trying to bring hope in the hood. And we went down there and it was one of those moments. And, and we went back there because of what was happening, but also the very first random act of kindness that I did almost a year ago happened to be at the same Kroger's, hmm. you know, there. So we wanted to go back there in which we just waited and we waited probably over five minutes from all the people coming in. And then again, it is that moment in which you're asking God to touch you to go, who is the right person? to bless, you know, in that moment. And then as it evolves, when you're in the moment, actually doing it, you have these thoughts in your head. It's like, this is the guy, this is, this is why he was chosen. Um, and never even knowing too. And it's sometimes hard to talk about, but in the moment I was approached by a mother who said, I just need help. So I had to break away from what we were doing while the other two guys I was with were still doing it. And I was asked for money by a single mother of three kids in the moment. And I literally, I only had one bill in my pocket. It was a $20 bill. And I handed it to her. And if you ever go back and watch that video, she screams. But you're in the moment blessing somebody else. And it's so moving where that guy's having a hard time. He, he was probably in his mid sixties. He laughed about it and goes, man, I wish you, you, you told me I was going to have to smile today. I would have brought my teeth. He didn't <laughs> even have his teeth in, you know, well, and I'll tell you what, Michael, we have, we have a couple of questions. We got to get in before the end of the segment. And we yeah. wish we did have more time with you, but we have something called rapid fire and we ask you questions fast and you ain't give us yes. answers fast. So just okay. like, what's a movie that inspires you? Um, off the top, field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. All right, Andrea. Uh, what did you want to be when you were a little boy? Grow up to be what? I actually wanted to be a sports attorney. <laughs> cool. And what's a book? What's a book that changed your life? Um, John Gordon's Energy Bus. All oh, about that's a positive. great one. I love yeah. that book. That's a great. Yeah. One. Yeah. And I'd like to know what song really gets you going and motivated. 
Oh, wow. Really get me going and motivated. Um, you know what? The other side of me, I love music, but when I have to go work out a lot of times, it's Metallica. <laughs> 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 it's, it's to really get after it. And I, I, I go next level. Awesome. Perfect. All right. And um, who's someone that you hope to meet on your Keep Smiling tour? It's not that I hope to get to meet. I want to share her with Ellen DeGeneres. I want Maddie to be able to dance with Ellen. That's awesome. Yeah. I think we're Ken, on our way. Ken wants to meet her too. <laughs> I bet you Maddie's a better dancer though. <laughs> I can't dance at all, man. Yeah. Well, so then let me ask this. What's the favorite music that Maddie likes to dance to? You know, truly, it's amazing. It's everything. When we do our videos and I put music on, it's like go time. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what, what it is. She just is drawn to music. It's something with awesome. Down Center, I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. And what's a quote you live by, Michael? What is a quote? Mm -hmm. You know what? I have experienced this. It's Maya Angelou's. People will forget what you said. They will forget what you did. But they won't forget how you made them feel. Because I got asked recently, and I know it's rapid fire, but what did Chantrell and the Wendy's tell you know say to you? I have no clue. I know how she made me feel. Well, we're going to find her, and she's going to be someone that's <laughs> actually honored big time in the book. And and by the way, you pick a hundred people that have touched your life that were strangers, and watch how fast this movement grows. It'll be, it'll be between ten thousand and a hundred thousand people will share that book and that story. Right. <laughs> it's so amazing. Pretty amazing. So yeah. I'm going to have Andrea close out the show. It was wonderful amplifying you. Uh, we amplify the life of leaders that lead with their heart. And you certainly both do that. Maddie, thank you so much for being an inspiration to your dad. Well, my kiss. Well, my kiss. The world. Bah. Bah. <laughs> <laughs> but we love you, Maddie. Thank you so much for inspiring so much and also connecting the dots. You're a dot connector. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> All right, Andrea. And we want to thank the Umbrella Syndicate, Big Events USA, the Red Carpet Connection, Voice America Influencer Channel, and the Smile Project Louisville for being here with us today. And Maddie. And we'll and Maddie. And we'll be back with you uh, next week. And if you want to check out more about what we're doing and how we inspire and amplify goodness in the world, go to www.thekeepsmilingmovement.com. And with that, we'll see you next week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.